Hey folks, this is Judd, and I am daydreaming about dragons again. If you somehow ended up here because of the wonders of the internet, this is a tabletop role-playing game podcast. I'm going to talk about play for a couple minutes, and then I'm going to talk about something brought to me by the inspiration goat. And if that doesn't make any sense to you, hopefully it will. Something that inspires me and makes me think about gaming. And then we're going to end it. Usually takes 15 to 20 minutes. I hope you stay around. I hope even more that it inspires you to email me, tweet at me, send me a message on Anchor, send me an MP3, a pigeon, a raven with a message, anything you got, whatever you, whatever works for you. So here we go. Let's talk. I want to talk about just a couple of different ways to set up a game, logistics, I feel like as we become adults, it becomes much more difficult. Uh, when I was in college, we would just play games until the wheels fell off. Literally, wake up in the morning, a bunch of people would bring over breakfast, we'd feed our hangovers, and then game until midnight. It was, it was nuts. There was, some, there was some long gaming going on then. Now we're adults, we've got responsibilities, things are a little bit more difficult. So I want to talk about two things. One works better, I find works better than the other it needs a larger pool of gamers. Let's talk about that. So the first way, I think the more the way people more often talk about it is you get together with a gaming group, very often singular, right? When people say like the group, it's the only group. And that can lead to problems too, right? Having one solid group means uh, things very often things have to be more democratic. And that can that's difficult. It's challenging. So in this first way, we'll call it way one. In way one, we get together with a group of people, maybe on an assigned night. We agree that we're going to meet once a month, once a week, once every other week. On a, on a, maybe on a given night, on Fridays when we can, we'll meet. And we figure out what we're going to play and how long we're going to play it for. And then at the end of that time, we figure out something else. Okay. If a game gets canceled or the GM can't make it or someone who needs to be at the game can't make it, maybe we decide something else we're going to play as a one-shot, blah-de-blah-de-blah, and that's how it works. It works. It happens. I've seen it. Let me tell you about the way I like a little more. Let's talk about way number two, okay? Way number two is when one person says, I'm going to play X game on Y night. If you want to come, if that interests you, great. And if not, God's bless. But the problem with that is, is you need a larger pool of gamers, right? You need enough gamers where not everyone necessarily has to be there. I think, hold on, my cat is getting into mischief. Is my pepper cat getting into mischief? No, no, we're good. Okay. Thought I heard cat mischief. Sorry about that. You know how it is. They're mischievous creatures. I like way too. I like it because very often I have something in the in the hopper that I want to play. And when I was in upstate New York, I found that I had a large enough pool of gamers, I could just do that. I could put word out and get what I got. And whoever wanted to be there wanted to be there. And it was cool. It was less having to worry about agreements and whatnot. Um, I found it just easier, easier to do. All you had to do, deal with was, all right, well, what are we going to play? You know, what, what kind of character am I going to play? 
roll it up and go. Boom, boom. I feel like if I was going to run a West Marches game, I'll put a link to it in the notes about what that style of play. That's what I would do. Uh, I would say, hey, you know, Sunday morning, Friday night, whatever it is, at my place, I'm running this game. If you can make it, RSVP. If you can't, that's fine too. And this kind of thing also is cool at, at game clubs, right? Uh, I feel like that might be way three uh, when you just put word out in a game club. Say, hey, this is what I'm playing. If you want to play this game, if this game interests you, come on and play. And I, the thing I dig about putting the word out about a game is that the people who come are bought in, right? It doesn't have to be this deliberation, you know? It doesn't have to be this, well, so-and-so doesn't like games with classes in them and so and so over there doesn't like games with too much violence but so and so over there man has to be a bloodbath so now we've got to find a game that threads that needle and there is no thread to that needle you know a couple of those people shouldn't be gaming together and that's okay i think as adults we need to be all right with that we need to, even with even with way one sometimes it's okay to be like hey listen everyone else wants to play this other game so if you don't, maybe you take a break for a while, you know, but that's going to be rough. That can be rough. If that's the person's only gaming and you're in a small, small town without a lot of gaming outlets. I get it. I get how that could be hard. You know, it's like having a dinner party and saying, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, you know, saying to a vegetarian or someone with celiac disease like me, Hey, we're going to be eating gluten. We're going to be eating the gluten saying to a vegetarian, we're going to be eating the meat. So can't make it to this dinner party it's all right we're going carnivorous we're going glutinous whatever it is uh, i'm just i'm thinking about that a lot i'm, I'm i'll be moving in the next uh, undetermined amount of time right i'm looking for work uh in a different area and geographically and i've been daydreaming about about those games i want to play i've been thinking about it thinking about the the house rules i'm putting together and 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 putting a game together and I find gaming in New York really challenging uh, just because life here takes a lot of energy to execute in general right anything I want to do almost everything it takes it takes an hour to get there and an hour to get home it's a lot of energy a lot of energy to expend after a full day of work at a, at a challenging but wonderful wonderful but you're very challenging job it takes a lot of energy so I'm kind of fantasizing about what life is going to be like in a new environment where life isn't quite so challenging, isn't taking quite so much of my energy, and I've got a larger pool of gamers. Uh, not that they're larger than New York, New York City, but more accessible, right? Easier to access. Uh, I just, it, it's really difficult here. Uh, new York City is a difficult environment. Uh, to game in, to be socialized in, to conduct friendships. And yeah, I'm kind of daydreaming about that. Daydreaming about what I want to play. Daydreaming about setting up a game, just being like, this is what I'm playing. Putting the flag up. If you want to come, you know, I'll send up a flare. Follow it. If you don't, that's cool too. I'll see you around. Let's grab brunch. You know, grab, hang out, stop by. Uh, and it's difficult I, with with in New York City. I feel like if I don't have a game with somebody, if I don't have a weekly thing, very often I won't see them for months at a time. Uh, there's this 
illusion in New York City that uh, it's a kind of pernicious time illusion, right? That you just put your head down, you put it, pick it up, and it's been months. And, and it goes by very quickly. Whereas when I lived upstate, the also pernicious, but maybe more relaxing time illusion is that I've got all the time in the world, which of course we do not. But at least the time is kind of slipping by more slowly. And keep in mind with both time illusions, the only thing you can do is keep put your head down and do it. Do what you got to do. You know, if you want to be writing, you got to write. If you want to be gaming, you got to game. If you want to be writing a game, you got to be doing both. You want to do more pull-ups. You got to be doing the pull-ups every day. So, with both time illusions, the actions are the same, but the effect and the energy is different. And that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm daydreaming about. And of course, I'm just thinking about games, games I want to play, games I want to play. You know, uh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there. A lot of good stuff. Too much. Embarrassment of riches. I, I'm thinking about how I want to set that game up. You know, do I do I want to join groups that are already in motion? Am I gonna am I gonna be able to be in two groups at once? Holy cow! What about my online gaming? Where's that gonna fit in? Am I gonna be doing more than two? I don't know. I don't know. I've got family obligations. Maybe I'll be lucky to get in one. It's gonna be interesting. I'm excited. <coughs> As time goes by, I'll let you know how it's going. And thank you very much for listening. I'm thinking about just how I'm setting up games. If you've got thoughts on setting up a game, what's worked for you, what hasn't, what your what your challenges are in setting up a game and negotiating an, an, an adult schedule, what do you use? Do you use Google Calendar? You use something else? Set things up? Let me know. Let me know what's working for you. Because uh, lately I've been doing mostly a lot of online gaming. I find that is what was working for me. and And a lot of... Small one, you know, one-on-one online gaming. Just cut it all out. Let's just get it going. And even then, sometimes I have to take a step back and and marshal my energy. So, if you need to, you know, if you've got thoughts on this, if you're thinking about how you get your games together, methods that work, methods that don't, please let me know. I'm thinking about that a lot lately, and it's a big part of gaming. It's not sexy. It's not. You know, thinking about law enforcement in the city of brass, but it's still fun. All right. Let's see what the Inspiration Goat's got for us this week. Inspiration Goat, what do you got? Thank you, Inspiration Goat. And this week, we're going to talk about a couple of fantasy novellas that I really, really adore. I was going to talk about a role-playing game. Uh, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a week. I want to dig into it just a little bit more before I talk about it. So this week we're going to talk about a pair of novellas in a series. Uh, First, let's talk about novellas. Novellas, for me, are the perfect vehicle for fantasy science fiction right now. Uh, I feel like I can get through anywhere from a quarter to a half to all of it in one sitting, And that's just really satisfying. It fits into my life. It fits into my commute. I feel like I'm getting through enough of the the meat of what's happening to be really satisfying every time I sit down to to take it in. I really like it. 
I feel like there's a lot of uh, good fantasy and science fiction novellas out right now. I'm going to concentrate on two. I could, I could, I could name half a dozen. I'm going to just concentrate on two. They're by Margaret Killjoy. Pretty easy name to remember. She's amazing. She is also the head of a band called Feminazgul, which is probably the best name for a band in the history of music. I don't think that's hyperbole. Feminazgul. How good is that? So anyway, the two books are in a series called the Danielle Kane series. The first one was called The Lamb Will Slaughter the Lion, and the second was called The Barrow Will Send What It May. And they're... Uh, it's even hard to classify them, which I think testifies just how damn good they are. Uh, I think they're modern fantasy. Uh, I, I don't like urban fantasy. I think I was disappointed by the whole urban fantasy genre when I found out it wasn't just... Uh, Fafford and the Grey Mouser ripoffs. I thought that's what urban fantasy would be. It's not. Okay, so I would say they're modern fantasy, which is usually not a genre I like, but it's really good. Uh, modern fantasy may be horror, but as as I think Margaret Kiljoy herself said, when you take fantasy in the modern day, it, it very often tends to be a bit horrific, right? The magic in this world is very much... Uh, centered around summoning. I think we're seeing a theme about things I like. I love I love some summoning. There are definitely rules to it, but they're not really clear just yet. They're complicated and muddied and amazing. It often goes wrong, and that's kind of what the characters are doing, is clean, cleaning up what goes wrong. Uh, the first book takes place in an anarchist commune, and then it it starts to move around in the second book and they, they start to travel. And then the second book takes place, the, the kind of main base of operations in the second is a an occult library in a small town. The funding went out on the library and so these anarchists took it over and just started running it. it it's like it was written for me, right? There's summoning, there are librarians. It, it couldn't, you couldn't do any more, it couldn't do any better. It's good stuff, and, and what I like is is that there's definitely some kind of consistency to the magic, but it's not science magic, right? It's not like, oh, well, there are these rules, and they're immutable, and it's not complicated. It is complicated. When you summon otherworldly beings into our world, it's it's a big old mess, and not just a, a oh, my goodness, I've lost my, my insanity. Uh, you know, I've lost my sanity, and now I'm, a, I'm gibbering. It's... It's even more complicated than that, and I like it. I like the way, um, I like the way the otherworldly stuff works. I like the way it gets complicated. I like the way that it it you can see why someone would go to those lengths to solve their problems, but it tends to make pro- more it tends to make more problems. It's really good stuff. Uh, I'm gonna have a link to both Margaret Kiljoy's Patreon. And to her webpage that has a list of all of her fiction on it. So you can just click on that and, and find it on your own. Uh, pick them up. They're really good. They're really fast reads. And they're really satisfying reads. Uh, it's, it, w- it won't – you're, you're going to dig it. If you read it and you like it, let me know what you think. Uh, send me a word. Send me an email. Send me a tweet. Send me uh, a pigeon or a raven, and I'll reply to it on my uh, midweek reply shows. 
And if you've got your favorite novella, fantasy, science fiction, fiction, whatever novella, uh, let me know. It's, you know, share that with me too, because uh, there are a bunch. It's kind of there's like a novella renaissance going on right now, and it's it's just I think a great way to take things in, especially in an age where series can get a bit a bit wordy, right? Uh, and it can get a bit much. Uh, it's nice to to read something that is, that has some economy of of word usage shall we say it's good stuff and if you get the barrel will send what it may before you get the lamb will slaughter the lion you'll be missing a little bit but i think they do a pretty good job of explaining it i don't they can be read out of order i don't think it's going to be the end of the world so to speak uh it's good stuff it's really good stuff you know i i i definitely want want makes me want to take out uh you know sorcerer and all my modern occult stuff, Sorcerer, Unknown Armies, uh, you know, maybe even World of Darkness. Never really my cup of tea, but, you know, it's out there. And and get some, get some modern gaming in. Neat. Neat, neat. So a couple of things you could, you know, if you've got some modern gaming goodness that you, uh, you've done recently, or you have a favorite moment that happened in your modern occult gaming, please let me know. Drop me a line. On any of those, or maybe I missed something. Well, what would you use to play a modern occult game? Again, send me word. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, soon the days will start getting longer and the nights will start getting shorter. We're on the verge. You've almost made it. Keep pushing. And I'll see you on the other side, folks. Have a great week. And I should have a midweek reply show for you. A reply show. Yeah, I should have that for you on Wednesday. So I'll I'll talk to you again then, all right? Be there. Thank you for listening.